recorded live from the liquor department at Piggly Wiggly, it's the Photo Happy Hour Podcast. Hey, and welcome, everybody. Come on in and grab a seat. I'm your Photo Happy Hour bartender, Michael Mowbray, and I'm pouring two-for-one shots of photography know-how today. Joining me behind the bar are Dan Freevault and Carl Kaler. Say hey, guys. Hey, guys. What's up, everyone? So what are you guys drinking? What's on your happy hour agenda? I have whiskey. <laughs> whiskey. Well, I was going to, I did pour a red wine, but it went old, went went bad on me. It's like vinegar, so I had to switch to a Ooh. Chardonnay so I would be here on time. <laughs> That's got enough sugar that it'll last for a while, too. Yes. Yeah. Do you have Tennessee whiskey, Carl? I do. I have Tennessee whiskey. The watermelon Sweet and taste of caramel. sour no, balls, no. or what? I, I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself <laughs> to buy that again. This is this is the sour patch kid whiskey. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> anyway, sour patch. Wow, we're we're just like rolling right along today, aren't we? I know. Well, what's Kimberly <laughs> drinking? We got to know I'll what Kimberly's have... drinking. Well, I got to introduce her. Nobody knows she's here yet. So anyway, hey, all right. Don't I won't spill the beans in. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so hang on. I gotta pull up her bio here, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna... Hello, 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 hello. hello. Was that stuff? Boy, this is a fine, <laughs> fine-tuned uh, yeah, broadcast we're, here. We're going. We're like a, First, you didn't like, record. Well, I didn't have. We're like a well-oiled so machine. I'm feeling, I'm feeling right at home right now. Yeah, well, I blame <laughs> you because you threw us all off. Okay, we'll we'll edit all this out, obviously. <laughs> no, leave it. Just leave it. <laughs> this is good stuff. <laughs> All right, if you're joining us for the first time or the 22nd time, the premise of this podcast is we are three professional photographers who have been around for a while, and uh, we might know a thing or two, and the important thing is we drink, and the more we drink, the more we know. So, And every week we have a topic, except for the weeks where we don't, and this is a week where we don't. We've actually got a guest. We have an interview. Yes, yes. And who is our interview? Hey. This it is. is. It's an interview. Yeah, she, she's interviewing for a job. Uh, this <laughs> we're representing the state of Wisconsin, and you're un, you're oh. applying for unemployment. <laughs> Go. Don't even get me started. Oh. No, no. You want to hear me throw down? She's triggered. You could. I can two see things, she's two triggered already. Trigger me a bride. <laughs> and the DWD. <laughs> there we go. So, <laughs> today our guest is Kimberly Anderson. She is, uh, she's been a photographer for many, many years. Cut her teeth in the wedding industry, starting as a waitress at the age of 16. At weddings at a country club, and I'm assuming over in the Milwaukee area. So, you've done all kinds of things. You've photographed all kinds of things, and a few years back you said, Screw that. (laughs) (laughs) And you shifted, and now uh, you're into, like, the word side. You're tapping back into your your Stephen, UW Stevens Point roots in, was it an English degree? Is that what you got? I did, yeah. I actually got a degree in English that I never used until now. My mother's super proud. Well, nobody nobody ever uses their English degree. I mean, seriously. (laughs) True. Especially in Wisconsin, there. You don't need it, don't you know? No, 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 no. Oh, for Keep sure. her moving. <laughs> Keep her moving, eh? <laughs> so tell us a little bit about uh, about this transition into uh, wording. Why why are why are words why 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 do words be important? 
Why do why are words? <laughs> so, uh, so you know, I was a, I was a photographer for twenty years. I was a wedding photographer primarily, and um, yeah. And one day I just didn't want to be anymore, <laughs> and I did. <laughs> you know, and I I was like, okay, so yeah, what next? Like, what do I do? And one of my friends was like, well, you're always the person that people go to when they want to know how to say things like what they want to answer an Mm -hmm. angry email or they want to know how to word, you know, word something on their pricing. And I was like, oh, yeah, people do do that. Will they pay me for that? And she was like, I don't know. And and I was like, well, (laughs) let me try. And so. I just started Googling and I'm like, oh, so now I'm a copywriter. And I literally went on Facebook and I'm like, so, hey, I'm a copywriter now. And that's really how I did it. I had set a goal for myself to transition out of photography within 18 months because I had weddings I had to finish up. So in 2014, I decided in 2016, I was done with weddings and I just stopped taking them and told people I was something else and started writing things. (laughs) Isn't that amazing how you can do that now? You can, and you can do it, especially now with, you know, with COVID and everything now, some, some people may need to do that. And, you know, had you asked me a year ago, if that was the smartest move I ever made, I probably would have told you no, because I didn't really have a backup plan, but now, you know, nobody needs a backup plan. Backup plans are just (laughs) not even a thing anymore. So. Well, sometimes in business that it's, Good to not have a backup plan because that puts more emphasis on making whatever your primary thing is you're doing. You have to make it work, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did have to learn things just because I knew how to write didn't mean that I knew how to do persuasive sales copy um, and inbound marketing and things like that. So I did, I did actually take a bunch of classes and courses and master classes and stuff so that I could learn that Um, because just because you know how to string a few words together doesn't mean it sells things for people. Well, I can string a lot of good swear words together, but it doesn't you are make any money that. Going. I, I can, I can attest to, to that. You're real good at especially, that. Especially, yeah, especially when you like stub your toe, right? <laughs> oh, really. oh, yeah. No, it's the Legos. Oh. It's when you step on the Legos. That's what does it. Well, I, 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 don't have, I don't have kids, so I don't have Legos. So I just have beds that jump out at me out of nowhere in the middle of the night. Get some Legos for your dog. Your dog, Ben, you love it. Well, yeah, I have. Yeah, you know, stepped on his like toys, and so that's similar yeah, to a Lego. Similar. It's like Absolutely. son of a. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We gotta string them together in a grammatical fashion. But hey, I have a question for you. Sure. This this is really um, kind of more curiosity than anything. But uh, when you had said that you just at one point said. Uh, I'm not going to do weddings anymore. Did you say it during a wedding? Oh yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, actually, Many times. probably not. And Michael, Michael knows the in-depth version of the story. But basically, I had a bride who uh, tried to sue me because Ooh. she was nine months pregnant at the time of her wedding, and there were all sorts of terrible things that happened before her wedding. Her wedding just did not go like it, she wanted it to at all, and. Uh, the third time was the charm for the wedding, and it was in February during when we had one of those minus 40-degree days. And half of the people didn't show up to her wedding because family drama. And the big line that she said to me is that um, I used a wide lens to make everyone look, to make it look like there was no one at her wedding, and that I managed to even make her shadow look fat. Fat shadow. <laughs> so fat she became shadow. fat shadow. Fat shadow. Fat shadow, fat shadow, kind of pushed me over the edge. I was, I was thinking about it, and when that (laughs) happened, I was like, 
and I'm out, you know. (laughs) And it was also, it was also, you know, I mean, being a photographer, you guys know this, it's a super physical job, you know, and my knees were going and I was starting to be the same age as my, as my client's moms, you know. I, you know, I remember walking into a wedding and this woman's like, you look so familiar. And I was like, you do not look familiar at all. And we came to find out that we were, we graduated from high school the same year. And I only had 93 people in my class. And I was like, if I look like that, then I got, I got to go. I'm out. Wow. So it wasn't just that. It, It just was a culmination of things. And it was you know, knowing that since really I mostly did not weddings, I was like 95% weddings. So mm-hmm. I just was like, I do not want to be 60 years old and chasing these, these girls in these white dresses around. Like I needed an exit plan. Plus brides be crazy. <laughs> Speaking of which, can, can we address Carl's incident after our, our podcast oh. last week when we talked about oh, no. injuries and being in shape for weddings yeah. and things like that. And, uh, yeah, how many days later was it, Carl, when this the incident next occurred? Day. The next day. <laughs> yeah, how hmm. ironic was that? Um, hey, you know, most people that know me and have, have uh, had class with me know that I'm a big advocate of the 7200 millimeter lens and because um, it narrows things down, of course, right. and you can find little nooks and crannies. However, every once in a while, there's a time and a place for a wide angle lens. And I thought because there was this great big storm brewing around us that the sky looked really cool and this soccer player Oops. kicking the ball would be more <laughs> thunderous. And, and, thunderous uh, around the thigh yes. area? Well, or... there was thunderous, <laughs> no, there was thunderous clouds going around and we wanted to show that um, part of the story. It was, it was magnificent. Um, however, uh, that means he wanted to, he wanted to sh- uh, be kicking the soccer ball. And... To get him to kind of fill the frame, I was only maybe eight, nine feet from him. <laughs> and when he hauled up and kicked it, he might have slipped off his foot a little bit and square up, nailed the uh, the camera right in the lens shade on my uh, 24 to 70. <laughs> and pretty much um, embedded the camera in the, into my forehead. So oh my God. Yeah, it gave you a black eye. <laughs> I bled all over their, all over their soccer field. Um, but did we got some you, pretty amazing shots. Say, did so you get the shot though? Done right, we did. And then we did two more outfits after that. <laughs> rub some dirt on it. Yeah, rub some dirt on it. Yeah, that, that was like yeah, that, you know, literally the our next podcast episode that's posting. That uh, well, this is after that, so nobody will hear this. And, well, anyway, uh, go back and listen to the podcast before this because <laughs> it's all yeah. about. You know what, though? I'm going to add one thing to that story. And I felt so bad. I mean, the poor kid. I mean, he felt like he felt so bad about it. And he kept going, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm like, I told you to kick the ball. The next day, Saturday, this was this happened on a Friday. Saturday, he he was in um, uh, or, uh, Green Bay shopping. My daughter and my wife were in Green Bay shopping. They happened to run into each other of all places. <laughs> we're 100 miles away from here, run into each other. And my daughter knew him from school because you're you uh, behind her in school. He's like, Z, do you look what you did to my dad. And he, uh, he's just like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, he's fine. Don't worry about it. It takes more than that. To, this job is no joke. Really. It's no so joke. they casually casually ran into each other or like they rear-ended no, each yeah, other no. in a car accident? Casually, yeah. just ran oh, okay, into each good. other at the shopping mall. Oh, that's yeah. good. Okay. Yeah, okay. right in your neighborhood if, over there. 
If they got in an accident, then it'd be like that. Really, be ironic. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. So, so bring anyhow, it back, back to on Kimberly topic. Here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I what? got a, a follow up question, Kimberly. Um, sure. If I, I looked at your at your website today, which is pretty cool, by the way. Uh, Carl came prepared today. I wow. did. I did. So I just just so you just want to know if if I find if I found a typo, should I tell you about it or not? <laughs> Yeah, did oh, you no. find it? I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm oh, kidding. No, I'm the, I'm the first to admit. I'm first to admit I'm that I, I do typos every once in a while. You know, because I even say that in, in one of my things. It's like, if I get something for you, will be completely grammatically correct and free of typos. And I'm like, no, because I'm a human being, you know. I mean, exactly. <laughs> we, once, we once ran an ad when I worked at the ad agency. We were looking for a proofreader. And we purposely... We first of all, the title of the ad was "Poof Reader," <laughs> <laughs> and in the ad, we told we we asked people to find all the mistakes and correct them and That's submit it back brilliant. with their resume. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah, in the in the Wisconsin State Journal, looking for a poof reader. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could have wrote that ad for you. Like <laughs> I could have, I could have easily without even thinking. Because <laughs> it's really important, in, especially in advertising, because you don't want to misspell public relations, as we've done before, too, and leave the L out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, you get, yeah. yeah, you get weird applications for that. Anyway, um, <laughs> what is, in your opinion, what is the major or the biggest mistake that most photographers make when it comes to using language? Oh, you took my question. Oh, when using it's language. Awesome. So so when writing things, copy, that's what sure. you're speaking of, right? Sure. Okay. Yep. I think probably the, the biggest thing for them is they have this real hang up on being salesy. You know, that's really hard for them. And it is for most people, but I think it's even harder for creatives because it's so personal and they want people to hire them and like them because of the work that they do. And my job is to shatter those dreams and tell them <laughs> that, you know, part of your job is sales, whether or not you're doing it in an in-person sales session or on your website, part of your job is to ask people to let you work with them. And, you know, and then, and then you've got SEO in the mix. So there's all these different elements to it and they tend to really want to take out all the parts where um, they're appealing to people to work with them. And that's something that, you know, eventually they get there and sometimes it just is changing the tone um, of the language from something a little less formal to something a little more casual. Sometimes that works. But that is that is probably the one thing I butt up against the most. And and using the passive voice. And <laughs> I am fine with the passive voice. I don't know why that's a rule. <laughs> it's fine. I, I, have, I have the thing disabled on Grammarly. I'm like, stop it with the passive voice. You know. <laughs> what about Oxford commas? I mean, we here's your answer to this is whether or not we can stay friends. Are you okay. fur or are you again the Oxford comma? Molite may be best known as America's top-rated Godox retailer, but did you know that most of our light modifiers are made exclusively for Molite? Well, at last count, we have 20 different custom Molite brand light modifiers in stock. 
Our popular Snap line of softboxes are designed to set up and take down quickly while providing beautiful color consistent light when in use. Our unique exo-focusing parabolics give pro photographers the critical control they need for commercial and fashion shoots. Our 22-inch silver beauty dish includes a grid, a sock, and a padded shoulder bag. And we deliver all of that at a price that's really hard to beat. Plus, everything must pass my own personal testing. And I test everything. And I have to admit, I'm pretty picky about my lighting tools. So if it passes my test, then it could become a Molite branded product. High quality, color consistent modifiers that meet my exacting specifications. Choose a Molite brand softbox or other light modifier as your next lighting tool. It might become your favorite tool. I knew it was I am, coming. I am fur. I am fur. Oh, the okay, we can say fur. <laughs> That's because you and I are the same age. That's because we're oh, dinosaurs. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. I, I, what about the what about the double space after a period? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know oh, what happened to yeah. that? You know, yeah, literally, gone. I have every document I write. I have a command to to go and look for that because I cannot. I can't break it. That. I, I can't yeah. quit it. I can't. And so now oh, I just, it's just yeah. become part of my process that I just go through and take it out because I literally had an editor say to me, I will fire you <laughs> if you submit one more document with double spacing. And I'm like, ah. So, yeah, See, that, it's not to me, a thing that anymore. Back to, that they expect the college where you had to fill like four pages on an essay. It's like, oh, double space. <laughs> <laughs> and after then, Yeah, I mean, I didn't, like, grow up, I didn't grow up on a word space. processor. Yeah. yeah, I mean, with a typewriter, you had to double space. So, yeah. you know, you're trying to beat 40 years out of me here. So, but, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it's and, and it, oh, every time I bring it up, it's so funny to see people argue about it on Facebook or whatever. And it's always it's always like if you're over 50, you definitely like the, the double space, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I managed to train myself to not do it. So I don't do it anymore. It just wow, magically happens. See, yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the problem with that. If you are like, if you hit double, you know, tap, tap, you know, space, space, it puts the, the period there for you. If you don't tap, tap, it doesn't. So which way is it? <laughs> you know, make it one way or the other, but don't make our phones work t- tap, tap. Yeah. To give yep. us a period. See? I don't, I don't worry about anything on a phone. That's, that's that, true. That, that, all nobody cares on the phone that. anyhow. No, no. I used to be really particular about that capitalizing everything and finally one day i was like you just lost your damn mind you need to just leave let that go you know <laughs> life's too short uh i still punctuate all my texts i'm sorry i mean I it's either that or just straight gifts you know one or oh, the yeah. other like i right? see I, i'm i feel i think i'm I'm turning Egyptian. I speak only in hiero- hieroglyphs. <laughs> Hieroglyphics. You are you're a gift, you are gifted. You're a gifted at the gift. You're gifted at the gift. I've yeah. been he's fast that. at it. He's quick. Yeah. He's very quick. He's quick on the draw with gifts. <laughs> so along the tangent of taboo or questions, or we're going to hit you up with things that you feel 
are right or wrong, or maybe not right or wrong, but okay. Uh, let's talk about bios and oh. yeah, like your your thoughts on especially photographer bios bios because we're in a photographer space. So um, yeah, I saw you post something on this recently, and so that's what kind of triggered this question, I guess. <laughs> Is it the one where I said that if I was an alien and came down to the planet Earth and read fifty? photographers websites and didn't know what a photographer was all i would be able to tell you is that they love light and coffee and yoga yes yeah, <laughs> it, it wasn't that in depth i like this better but I yeah like it was something better, about yeah. please stop with the coffee and yoga or something along those yeah. lines yes. yeah and yeah. seeing yeah. wide open yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and 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 you've you've loved photography since you picked up a camera at age you know six. insert six twelve nine mm -hmm. whatever yeah and you know and it's that that is mostly just because I mean bios are really hard. They are, and it's even worse when you're writing about yourself. Of all the things that I write, bios are the hardest because even so now they have to be shorter than they ever were. They have to be relatable, and we all, when we don't know what to say, go to whatever is easiest and whatever is true. Right? I mean. I believe all those photographers do love light and coffee and yoga, but the problem is so does every other photographer in the state of Wisconsin. So if someone's coming into your website and they're reading these bios and they all sound the same, well, who are you going to pick? I mean, I would pick the person who sounded most interesting because in a sea of photographers, unless you're, unless you're a really crappy photographer, they are going to see, you know, a, a different work, but it's all going to be, about the same if they're looking in a certain price range one would hope <laughs> that the quality of photographs that they're looking at are about the same <laughs> are about the same right you know sure. so Let's go with if that. that's the thing then then what's the qualifier you know what's the qualifier what what else are they going to look for they're going to look for someone who sounds like they're cool to hang out with right that they have common interests and photographers also tend to start at the beginning of the story like you know like, you know, in my bio, I talk a little bit about how I, I grew up, I literally grew up in weddings. I started out as a waitress in a country club, you know, at weddings. And I go on from there. But Sounds like a journey started, song. Yeah. Just a small town <laughs> girl. It was. Working at a wedding club. It's, oh, yeah. yeah, it's South Hills Country Club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyways. <laughs> you guys are good. <laughs> Saucy, the saucy chicken. It's always yeah. I, I was I was trying to think of the saucy chicken. We always get deep fried stuff. I mean, where's the saucy chicken? Yeah, you. I gotta get no, better. No, no, you guys venues. get the roasted. Oh yeah, yeah. that's high class. The saucy chicken. Yeah. In, in pictures yeah. of milk yeah, on the table too. <laughs> yeah, down here, down here in the Milwaukee, we get the saucy chicken and the beef tips. Say. Oh yeah. So, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just it's a matter of you know finding the right balance and saying telling things that are interesting about you that don't sound like everybody else. And that, that is hard because you do have similar likes and dislikes, but um, you know, you have to look at it from kind of like a client's point of view and about you is about you, but it's more about the relationship of working with the client, like what they're going to get when they work with you. So it's kind of a delicate balance between that and revealing yourself to being an interesting human being. Right. Well, so Kimberly, how do I, how, how do you do that when you don't really know a person? I mean, how do you, write a bio for somebody else and what, what questions do you ask them to get you started? I mean, what do I have to give you so to I give have you a, my bio? A, <laughs> so it starts with a discovery form and I have a bunch of questions on there that I ask um, just to kind of uncover 
you know, what you're like, what you, what you like, what you, what you don't like, who you like working with, who you don't like working with. And I have clients fill that out. If they don't fill it out where it's pretty meaty, I will send it back and be like, try harder. <laughs> you know, I mean, I need more information. And then we have, um, we actually have a Zoom call and it usually takes about 45 minutes to an hour where I dig into their questions, ask them more questions, get them to talk about themselves a little bit more. Um, in between the discovery call and the Zoom call, I, I go I go deep. I go searching through their profiles. I read all the comments people say. I go into, you know, any little tiny bit of information I can mine on them on the internet, I find out because I can weave that into the questions. Sometimes they they realize I do it. Um, most of the time they don't. And they just start answering my question. Um, reviews are super revealing um, to me. So if they're, if they're one of the few people who actually ask for reviews and ask testimonials, I can get a really good idea of how they work and ask them more questions about that. And then we talk a little bit about the tone. You know, how formal do you want it to be? How irreverent do you want it to be like who who are your clients if you're working with the country club set your bio is going to sound very different if you're you know whimsy and light doing outdoor barn weddings so we have to be sure that it matches that and a lot of people get very hung up on that as well like they really they you know I'll read their I'll read their bio and I'll be like this is not at all like what you do <laughs> well and they think well and or they'll write it in you know they won't they'll write it um, in the first person, like you know the Michael Mowbray is an award winning you know and I'm like geez, where did that come from like why are you, this is not LinkedIn you, you, you read know? my bio so why are you writing like that <laughs> <laughs> you just like the award winning thing oh uh, and, and that doesn't you know this, this is one thing because right yeah actually there are. Um, <laughs> 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 They're dusty. Busted. <laughs> oh, He's going to get his lanyard out any minute now, isn't he? No, Come I, on, I get your lanyard, I, Michael. I don't even know where it is right now. <laughs> Here's my award. <laughs> yeah, I love like, it. The poop pillow. The poop pillow. Carl, you'll like this. I got like my Fujis and my Kodaks over here. You can't see they're off camera. They're holding up my um, yeah. my Sonics foam. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're heavy That's enough. That's good to, use for yeah. yeah. Hey, wait a minute. It just occurred to me. What we don't know what you're drinking, Kimberly. What are you drinking? Oh, oh. I have right here. I have a Russian margarita. Ooh. This would be. I'm a child of the '70s, so this would be a vodka fresca because that's what I had. That's a Russian margarita. That's a Russian. That's a Russian margarita. That's what my mother calls it. Ah. At least it's at least it's Tito's though, so it's high end. Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> nice. Actually, I I didn't say what I'm having. I'm having. Some Aberfeldy scotch. Ooh. It's a 12-year-old Highland single malt scotch. Mm. First time I've had it. It's pretty good. Mm. Doesn't suck. On our local liquor strong. store, we got, we got a new one like last year, and big one. And they have, I, I swear, it's probably 50 different types of scotch in there. Usually you go into a liquor store in Wisconsin, and it's like they got Johnny Walker Red, Johnny Walker Black, Maybe yeah. Glenn Fittich. These guys yeah. had like mind blowing. I, well, then I didn't even need to go to Scotland to get you that that whiskey. No, that I was that was lovely. Year. I so, appreciated that. 
but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I went in there the other day and I walked out $400 later. I was like, mm, oops. <laughs> <laughs> you made a nice photograph, though. I, I just got to say. <laughs> yeah. I got some wine, too. So. <laughs> is, is that why I got that email about the Molite sale happening? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy's got some scotch. Daddy needs to sell some flashes. Yeah. <laughs> AKA. <laughs> I need to pay my liquor bill. <laughs> it's a liquor bill on, sale. I did put it on exactly. the business Amex because I plan to photograph all those bottles. So there you go. Well, there that's go. a good lead in. Yeah. That's a good lead into my next question. Actually, is when when we as photographers are going to do a sale, um, mm-hmm. what 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 kind of word? I mean, what what do you do for that? I mean, do you do you write things for a sale? Sure. Um, usually that's an email series. Um, one email is not going to get you much. It's also going to depend on how warm your list is. If you haven't been emailing your list consistently, your open rate isn't going to be as good as if you've been consistently sending good information. Wait, wait. Back up, back up. We have to talk to about people... <laughs> Actually, starting a list and uh, oh, yeah. are... <laughs> I forget yeah, you guys are like professionals. <laughs> what? What's that? What? White? What? <laughs> what? What? We should explain what a list is first before we get carried a list away. Is with something that. I do have a check off, so I know what I did for today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, I've got a list, but I put people on it. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want to be on it. Yeah. it <laughs> yes. You don't is it the poop emoji list? Yes. No, yes. it's a it list. It starts with a different letter. Yeah. Yes. No, it's it's called the rose the rose list. That's what Successware calls it. You you, oh, really? you label clients that are kind of troublesome. The, you give them a rose label because uh, it sounds nice, but it's the thorn in your side. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a good yeah, list. Yeah, I mean, you're right. There, yeah, there. you guys have lists, but, you know, other photographers may not have lists. They may have more like client lists where you guys do more of the education part. So, you know, it would depend on who exactly you're writing to. But usually one email shot off into the ether is not going to not going to get you a whole lot. You have to have a relationship with the people you're emailing. You have to have given them good content. You have to have given them something for free because hashtag photographers and then you have to appeal to 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 sell to them you have to have you know it's it's a reciprocal relationship it's the giving back it's the 80 percent giving and the 20 percent selling that they that they always advise it's the same when you're writing a sales email and not putting the word sale in the subject line because that'll get you flagged for spam and people will click right off unless you're trying to sell flashes to pay for your scotch bill <laughs> now, if you had put that in the subject line, "Daddy needs a, Daddy needs a scotch." Oh, that would be. I think I would. Ju- I want to see you. I want to see you A B test that. That, that would yeah, absolutely yeah, draw yeah. my attention. I swear, it would draw my attention. I've got, I've got something coming up in about two weeks. I, I may A B test that. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, people who don't understand what A B testing is, by the way, make notes when you listen to our podcast and go look it up because because we ain't your damn Google. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> write, write that down. A-B testing is you, you create one headline and a second alternative headline, and you send it to each one to half of your list and see which one pulls better. And you learn about the behavior habits of your list and how you need to tailor copy that sells to them. There you go. 
Exactly. Yeah. It's just like science, Very man. Good, Mr. Mowbray. Which you can also do with Facebook ads as well. Have A B sure. testing mm -hmm. and what graphics, creative wording works best. And yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. And yeah. uh, you know, we talked a while back about outsourcing and I am not good with my words. If you've listened to this podcast more than 15 minutes, you, you will know that. Um, <laughs> we haven't hit a word Michael's yet. Michael's always though. correcting me or helping me with my words. And so I actually hired Kimberly a, a few times to write things yeah. for me because it is not my strong point. So I always say hire for your weaknesses. And it is a great experience. I know, Carl, you asked earlier, like, well, you know, what? how does that work? And it is great working with Kimberly where you we did a Zoom call or it's like, here's kind of what I'm thinking. And if you know me as a creative person and most creative people, it's like, boom, 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 boom. Like ideas are firing and things are firing all over. So it's like, okay, wrangle this in. And so it's not <laughs> only just wording, it's like wrangling in, get your message clear because someone else reading this that knows nothing about you needs a clear message, you know, with words, but also with the message. So yeah, I highly recommend yeah. if you. That is hard. It's it it. It's hard. It's really hard to, to to take your own thoughts and I mean, it's so much nicer when someone else does that for you. Well, it's it, nice that you've been <laughs> in the industry too. I mean, that's I mean, specified yeah. for photography. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, I've worked with other marketing people that they don't have a clue about what we do, and it's a struggle. Yeah. yeah. They don't. Yeah, it, and I, I was taking a little bit of a risk when I did that because I thought, ooh, I'm really niching down, you know. Um, but I that was quickly ameliorated when I when I first started. I pretty much would write for anybody, you know, and I ended up writing blogs about mold, and I had to write <laughs> 16 blogs a month about mold, and every single one of them had to be different. I don't know, it's a little sporous. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't, it is couldn't help it. Boring. <laughs> and I did that for I don't know, maybe a year and a half. Oh my gosh. Just because it was like eh, it was it wow. wasn't that hard. I could write them, I could bang them out in like fifteen minutes, you know. And finally one day I'm like, I just I can't write about mold anymore. And I thought, I you know, what could be worse? That's like, like two hundred and seventy <laughs> seventy blogs about mold. I just did the math. Yes, you are right. Oh my Still better God. than photographing a wedding, I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I know a lot about mold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then when I decided, well, I'm just going to niche down because I, I, I know about, and I know the industry and then I expanded it beyond photographers. So I do have, um, a pretty big clientele that is also like, um, wedding planners. I have a lot of wedding planners, um, some DJs, um, a couple florists. So anything that's kind of in the wedding sphere, I feel comfortable with. And, you know, even photography that I didn't do a lot of, like boudoir. I think I did one boudoir session and I went, nah. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> but I do a, a Put lot of Put your clothes back on. Too. So can you... <laughs> yeah. You, 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 you may have uh, answered a, a different debate we've had on this, this podcast mm -hmm. in the past. And is it niche or niche? You, how do you... Oh, you oh said niche, I say niche. So. I say niche. Niche, but, <laughs> niche is technically correct. Car Carl's well, Carl. We all say niche. So. <laughs> yeah, I've tried to switch to saying niche, but it's it's hard when you get you know. Yeah. Niche. 
<laughs> it's, it's like teaching my grandma that say unthaw and thaw, you know. Thaw. <laughs> you, exactly. Unthaw is totally a word. I did not. Honestly, the first time someone challenged me on that, I was like, that's totally a word. And then I found out, no, that's just a Wisconsin. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's it's like flammable and inflammable. It, you can really get in trouble with that. Because I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. Hey, come on, either it flams or it doesn't way. flam. Words are fun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, good stuff. So, so tell, tell people you, where they where they can. English... Oh, sorry, go oh, go ahead. ahead. No, don't, go ahead. no, you no, 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 you go. <laughs> my my, you, my father. Just so you know, my my dad is an English teacher, so I grew up ah. with this, and it's interesting because uh, I can't spell where the crap. I mean, I understand a, a lot of the punctuation. <laughs> uh, it's kind of beat into me over the years, uh, but I cannot, for the life of me, spell. And so what is it like dealing with, because I can't be the only one. <laughs> so no, I'm not a terrifically great speller, but either, even, even honest. grammar though, I, how do you deal with, I mean, most photographers, like you said, are creatives and yeah. it is a whole different world than the English language as far as creativity and structure. Um, how, how hard is it to deal with that, uh, that, that disconnect? It depends. You know, I am a very much a proponent of you're not trying to win a Pulitzer here, right? At least not for your words. Yeah. I mean, there's a difference between being grammatically correct and getting your point across and simple and direct wins out every time over AP grammar. You know, obviously if it's horrifically bad, if it's really a huge faux pas, no, but it's okay to use common words instead of fancy words. And there's very few photographers whose sites I'll look at that I'll be like, oh, this is just bad. You know, it may not be particularly creative. It may be redundant. It may be kind of boring. But most people have at least a concept of um, what to what to write. Um, but again, they usually are kind of missing that call to action. Um, you know, they don't they don't follow all the way through. They just sort of word vomit and then just back away from it and think, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, it's the way I do everything. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you bring up a oh, lot of good cool. points because, yeah. you know, as creatives and photographers, we we feel like, oh, I want to get my website rolling. And the first thing that comes to mind is imagery. Like I need strong imagery. I need yeah. strong imagery. But yep. following it through with the details of wording and call to action and all those things will you know, just take it and SEO, as you mentioned, will we'll just take it to the next level. And it's one thing I think we as creatives totally. uh, kind of overlook or don't put as much emphasis on. Yeah. Well, if imagine you're, you know, Susie, whoever looking for a photographer and you've got two sites pulled up and they're both great photographers as far as you can tell. And one's got pretty good words and one's got great words. The great words is going to get is going to get the the thing if they're both kind of great photos and kind of crappy words where do you think that person's going to go next to the, where do you think their mind's going to, the to go to the gooder one the most the goodest one they're going to choose whoever's the cheaper because they don't they don't see they don't see any right. difference right they say good photos they see average cheaper. words you're right this one's $500 cheaper ah so i get it so if your right, words good, if right? your I'm words be good suck, way. don't put your price on your website i see what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> That's the moral. Amen. <laughs> that actually isn't too bad of a point, to be sure. But. 
So one, <laughs> I, I one thing we that website again. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's actually one of the things I'm going to be doing in the um, kind of the off season is I just rebuilt my website and relaunched it a month and a half ago or so. But it was seriously word vomit. I mean, I'm a halfway decent writer, so I was like, but I was writing it as I was building it. So I got to go back and go through it all and go, ooh, ooh, ooh. But yeah, that's something everybody should be doing in the off seasons. Go through all your marketing communications. Yeah. Go through your website. Go through everything on your Facebook page, wherever, and refine it and rehone it and mm-hmm. and make it better. Make it more gooder. So it's Much the most. Make it more. So it's the most I mean, the photographers are really great about updating updating their images, but they tend to not do it with their word right. and their pricing. And you should be doing it just about as often, because especially now. I mean, I'm sure you have different offerings than you had six months ago. At least you should. You know, we've all had to pivot and find other things to offer. <laughs> so go back through, add things in, take out what doesn't apply anymore. You know, talk about being socially distanced, whatever you have to do to bring your website up to date. Otherwise it's going to look. That's, that's a good point. Do you have, (laughs) for folks who are listening, do you have a stated COVID-19 policy on your website or how you're handling COVID-19? I do not because I, are you asking me personally? For people listening, you you can answer personally because you're a person and you're here. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't because I work, I work right. remotely, you know, I don't ever see people, but I have written a lot of statements for people and a, an awful lot of blogs about it, about micro weddings and, you know, and, and COVID, you know, if the, you want something for your contract, then you need to go to like a lawyer. Right. But, um, but yeah, you should have, you absolutely should have, like, how do you, if you're a newborn photographer, heck yeah, I'm going to want to know how you I handle. I always wondered how you know, they could handle the cameras. Photos. I mean, they don't even have hand-eye coordination yet. No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> even working with the opposable thumbs. Okay, you totally is... got me there. Wow. <laughs> wow, I cannot believe I fell for that. I only had half a drink, too. Of that Russian thing. Drink up, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Drink up, lady. <laughs> I no, can't but believe it, we haven't had a reference drink yet. Oh, we, not have we, we haven't talked about not Wow, well, we, we talked lot. about Journey. I mean, we did. Yeah, you, you guys did sing Journey. I'm, I'm we had a lot of them in the last <laughs> <in> Journey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one one thing we like to do. Um, it's a tradition here at the Photo Happy Hour. Whenever we have a guest, we play word association. You're our second guest, so I guess oh it my. is a tradition okay. now. <laughs> it's still a tradition, dang it. So the, so, so the so bar yeah. is low. No, is no we no, did it with Dan McClanahan, and it was yeah. incredible oh, the word association we got out of him. Yeah. But I'm going to throw words at you okay. and just tell us, you know, tell us what it means. Unicorn. Okay. <laughs> Photographer. <laughs> Very much so. And I actually have to, I have to say, I have shadow on my list. <laughs> You were going to get me to tell that story. Oh, no oh, yeah. Absolutely. I still remember yeah. that. You made my shadow look fat. That sounds like that sounds like a <laughs> your mama joke. Your mama's so fat, her shadow's even fat. <laughs> oh yeah. Except, except she used it for her Facebook I profile. I just don't it's know. It's funny. Mm. Okay. Wow. Anyway. Uh, you talked okay. a lot about grammar. Let's talk about grampa. Grampa? We got nothing. 
is that a, is that a no. fishing thing? I don't know. <laughs> my grammar and my grandpa. I mean, they, you know. <laughs> Just like my godmother and my grand, and my is that, is that, that that's like the yeah. worst of worst dad jokes I think. It there. is. <laughs> yeah, All that's right. that's pretty. That'll get Dan Roll laughing though. I'm just saying. That's true. Yeah, How about true. Key Key West? Oh, I love it there. <laughs> what do you love about Key West? Move, move. What do I, oh, I love Key West? It's just like it's another world. Um, it's 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 not like Florida. It's like it's like the tropics except not as far to go so i just love the vibe there they have chickens in the streets just like hawaii they do have chickens in the streets how about gazebo (laughs) no no No. right just say no (laughs) just say no no billions seriously what is it with the gazebos why do people right so much exactly what the hell right you see right through them. <laughs> They're transparent. <laughs> yeah. One of the girls in a group that we're in, uh, you know, knows very well. We all know very well in our group about how much we don't like gazebos. But her, her the mother of the bride kept calling it a gazabo. Ooh. Gazabo. Oh, well, then. <laughs> that makes it right? better. Then it's, it's right. I mean, if you can get your picture in a gazabo. Not so much has a photo in a gazabo. Right, right along the lines with that, gelato bar. Ooh. Yes, uh, I won't pay for it. That's <laughs> you got to share that. Are you gonna tell yeah, me that tell story, story too? Okay, so this was probably near again near the point where I probably should have been thinking about my exit from weddings. I had a, a client who was talked to her, met with them. Just, they were fantastic. I loved them. I really wanted them to hire me. And she called me a couple days later, and she's like, "We really want to hire you, but I have a question." So, okay. She goes, we really want to have um, a gelato bar at our wedding because I'm Italian and blah, blah, blah. And this is when the whole, this whole gelato thing started. And I said, oh, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Thinking she was going to ask me like, well, how, how would you take photos through the glass and blah, blah, blah. And she said, so I'm wondering, um, she said, the only problem is the gelato bar costs $250 to rent. So I'm wondering if you could take that off the package, <laughs> if you would be willing to go down $250. <laughs> And literally without, like, it was like, came out of my mouth, didn't think. I said, I'm sorry, are you asking me to pay for your gelato bar? (laughs) Exactly. She is. It was not the right thing to say, but it felt real good. Well, I think in that case, (laughs) uh, you had to say it. Felt real good. But think of the exposure. She didn't Think of the exposure, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) They'll tell all their friends. Yeah, yeah. Gelato bar. It's all in how you position it because then you could go out there and say, "Free gelato bar with every wedding package." (laughs) I used it as a life lesson later in my group, saying, "You know, an appropriate answer would have been, I'm sorry, I can't do that,' but I would have thrown in something that cost me." very little value, you know, a parent album or, you know, something cheap like that, or give her an extra hour on the day or thrown her a couple extra files or whatever. But at that point I was just, I was disengaged enough for, to say that I was not going to pay for her gelato bar. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Cautionary tale. Cautionary tale, my friends. If you start saying that to your clients, you <laughs> might want to think about transitioning out. <laughs> Oh man, that could be a whole webinar. I mean, a whole podcast 
uh, thought process as things you want to say but really shouldn't. <laughs> that would oh, entertain only absolutely. us, but that would be all right. <laughs> so this one time I wanted to say, but I really said. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is total aside, and I sent I sent this to you guys earlier today, but we are in the top 12% of all podcasts on Buzzsprout, which That's is one crazy. of the biggest podcast um, wow. publishers out there. So that kind of blew me That's away. That's fantastic. So there must be a I lot of shitty podcasts out there. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? Is there, what the heck? <laughs> I, I was just thinking it's kind of like, you know, hey, I'm in the top 10 of my class, and I, you know, went to a small school. It was like 20 people in my class <laughs> right. kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow so it's still 12 percent. dang it <laughs> so what other That's things right. should photographers or other people in related industries know about the words they use any tips you can give them sure um probably one of the easiest way to get free words is to ask for testimonials mm. from your clients um they are gold and people don't ask for them enough they um, you know, there's lots of hangups about them. A lot of people feel like, well, why would I put that on my website or use it on social media? Because of course I'm only going to show the good things. Well, people know that they're not looking for when they see, when, when a potential client sees a testimonial, what they're looking for is an answer to their problem. So if you have a testimonial where someone says, um, on my wedding day, my the, the formal portraits went so fast. She handled it so great. You know, we got to we got to enjoy our cocktail hour. If that's something a potential bride is worried about, or her mother has expressed to her, or whatever, you just answered that question because it wasn't you saying, "Don't worry, don't worry, I'll take care of that." It was another client saying that. So it's great for backing up things on your website. You can repurpose them on social media. Um, and you know, I just think that if, if you're struggling for words, the first place you should go is with clients that you've worked with that you, that love you and that you've had a great experience of, because it only makes sense that cool people mm -hmm. know cool people, right? So if you have a bride that's super fun to work with, you can fairly bet, <laughs> I'm not going to say totally, but that her friends are going to have a similar personality as her. So I think everyone should build it into their, their process. You know, it should be kind of the last touch, make it easy for them, send them direct links to Facebook or Google or whatever, and just say, you know what, if you enjoyed working with me, could you say a few nice things here on my site? 80% of people will do it. The other 20% don't do it either because they don't want to, or they forget. They put it off and they or forget they and then you. they're embarrassed. But if you, which, or they hate which you. Which then you don't want them to say anything anyway. So. Exactly. You don't want them anyway, right? So I just think it's, I think it's a little piece that people miss out on because it can be um, that little bit of social proof. And again, it's, it's free copy, man. It's like all the best stuff right So there. if people need help worditizing, where should they go? Mm. <laughs> Well, if you want to, if you want me to write your words, you can go to redcurlcreative.com. That's my done for you service where I will write for you for monies. Um, I also have a course called Write Better Words. Um, and you can, if you type that into Facebook, look for Write Better Words with Kim Anderson. Um, you'll find me. I have a free group and then the, there's also a paid group. So if like you're the kind of like 
DIY HGTV kind of person who likes who likes to take courses and learn how to do things. I have one awesome. of those too. So red curl, that's with a K, right? <laughs> yes. G H. Yeah. The H is silent. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. a Z at the end. Curl. Red curl creative. <laughs> Just want to make sure everybody got that. Red curl creative. So anybody got parting shots? Hey, I, I have one question for you. Radio versus website versus newspaper. Any difference? Yes. I am not a radio person. So when someone comes to me and they need radio copy, I send them to someone who specializes in that because it is so different. Like my friend, Michael <laughs> Mulray, it is such a different medium because you're not only dealing with, I mean, there's timing involved, right? Like a website is just like, you know, it's static, but when it comes to anything like that newspaper, I don't do a ton with newspaper either other than press releases. Some people still do those. Um, that's mostly my corporate kind of clients. They do press releases. So if I'm writing for Marcus Corporation or something, they'll do it. But, um, but yeah, they're very different. And um, even when people come to me and they want me to write like, you know, Facebook ads, I'll do it. But it's like, that's not my expertise. So while I'm happy to write the copy for them, I tell them you need to take this to an ad expert, you know, who knows what they're doing in terms of putting it out into the universe. Because it's sort of like, you know, everyone thinks you're, you're a photographer, you have a camera, you can do product <laughs> photography. Well, that's not true, right? You know, so I had to learn that early on to say no to things that I'm like, I don't know a thing about this. And also, I don't really want to learn. <laughs> so, What's your favorite thing to do then? What do you, what do you want people to call you to do? Hmm. I really like bios because they are so challenging. And there's nothing more gratifying when I get one right, especially for someone who has a really hard time writing about themselves. Um, even though they take me the longest because they, I really have to put a lot of thought into them and they often have rewrites. So those are probably my favorites. Um, I like doing sales copy quite a lot. Um, if, if the product is you know interesting and the person is, is passionate about what they do, um, and website copy. I, I enjoy that as well. You know, um, digging in and kind of finding the right voice. Probably that's what it all comes back to for me is if I can capture my client's voice for them, especially if they have trouble doing that themselves, that's really exciting. Very cool. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we have a sponsor every week. And this week's sponsor is Circumcession Ale from Schmaltz Brewing in New York City. Just because it's in bad taste doesn't mean it tastes bad. <laughs> Circumcession Ale. It's a cut above the rest. Oh. 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 Michael. Wow. It's painful just hearing it. You stay no, up this is real. No, these are real. This is real. real. <laughs> They're all real. Wow. Michael, I'm not, I'm not going to drink all that. All right. <laughs> Props to yeah, their copywriter. Like, wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if that was a big seller or somebody should just nip that in the bud. Anyway, oh. uh, on that note, oh. that's all we got for this week. And cheers to you guys. Cheers. Everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, guys. This was fun. Last call. You've been listening to the Photo Happy Hour podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to not miss a single action-packed episode. And join our Photo Happy Hour Facebook group where we'll post links to the stuff we all talk about. You can find my Molite gear online at www.gomolite.com. That's G-O. 
M-O-L-I-G-H-T dot com. You can find the Facebook page under Molite Store, and I also run the Godox Flash Help Group on Facebook. You can find Dan's Senior Unlocked website at www.seniorsunlocked.com. That's seniors with an S at the end, unlocked.com, and the Facebook group under Seniors Unlocked. And you can find Carl's Coaching Corner at www.ccphotocoach.com, ccphotocoach.com. Till next time, cheers to you. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you want me to pay you to subscribe, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you subscribe now, that will be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will annoy you.